0: You are listening to a Mint production. Hi, I'm Shrudhijit. I'm a Delhi based journalist and the editor in chief of Mint. And this is The Sketch. Today's episode of The Sketch is being recorded in a very large studio. Normally, we record in a tiny studio which allows for a kind of conversational intimacy to develop. But today, we are recording in a full-fledged movie hall. This is the PVR Director's Cut at the Ambience Mall in Gurgaon. It's one of those really fancy movie halls where you can sink into the seats and with the press of a button, adjust your backrest or order a plant protein burger or a truffle and black pepper tuna roll. The reason we are recording here is that my guest today is Ajay Bijli, a pioneer of India's multiplex revolution and chairman of PVR. 25 years ago, in 1997, he opened PVR Anupam in Saket in Delhi, which is considered India's first multiplex. PVR today operates 854 screens across 173 cinemas and is currently undergoing a merger with Inox, another large cinema operator. The combined entity will be a market leader by a significant margin and have 1,500 screens in a country with an estimated number of about 7,000-odd screens. Ajay is the man who transformed the movie-going experience in India. What moviegoers expect, experience, and pay for in a cinema hall like the one we are in today bear no resemblance to the movie-going experience of, say, my childhood. And Ajay is to be praised or blamed for it, depending on whether you love the comfort and experience or hate how expensive movie going has become. The 25 years Ajay has been in the business has seen a lot of changes in terms of technology, business models, digital disruption via OTTs and changing tastes among the audience. I hope to speak with him today about all aspects of cinema, his favorite movies, the future of the multiplex experience and what the next 25 years hold for PVR. Ajay, thanks for hosting us and welcome to The Sketch.
1: Thanks for uh, having me on your uh, prestigious
0: podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Firstly, Ajay, I want to ask you, what is the last movie that you watched? Uh, Last movie, that's a good question because yesterday I saw Jersey. That was my last movie. (laughs) Okay, And you typically watch at home or you come to one of your halls? How does it work? Uh, I can watch it
1: anywhere. But because I missed uh, Jersey on the big screen, I saw it yesterday on Netflix.
0: uh, And I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Are you a prolific movie watcher? Uh, You tend to watch dozens of movies in a month? or I should be watching
1: more than I watch. uh, But if there's a movie that I'm very eager to see, I immediately watch it. Uh, If I get to know... Uh, the reviews are not very good, and it and then I then I will not watch it because the, you need to allocate at least two three hours of your time, and so I won't watch it. For example, Elvis I was eagerly awaiting. I saw that last week. I saw I didn't see it in the first two weeks, but I saw it in the last week, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I hadn't seen um, Top Gun in the first week. And I saw that on the second week. So, I think last uh, June and uh, this July has been a very high-frequency (laughs) movie-watching month for me. I must have seen about eight, nine films.
0: You know, uh, looking back, 25 years, uh, you know, it's a quarter of a century. It is a long time. Um, Do you recall what was the, say, the ticket price when you opened Anupam in 1997?
1: Can I uh, take you back uh, instead of 25 years to 32 years? Sure. (laughs) Because I opened my first cinema.
0: Which is the Priya. uh, Priya in in
1: 1990. That's a single screen. Single screen. And in 1990, the ticket price was 14 rupees. One four? Yeah, in the balcony. And then downstairs, it was about 10 bucks. Wow. And then there was another restriction on ticket price of 5 rupees, which is the 20% of your seating capacity. So, oh, uh, so
0: that was mandated by the regulations? Mandate. Yeah,
1: because actually for some reason, uh, uh, ticket prices were controlled uh, for the longest time, and uh, which was not very good for anybody good. because there was no incentive for anybody to invest in technology. And slowly the decontrol happened. Uh, but coming back to 1997, partial decontrol had already happened, mm-hmm. which actually encouraged me to do a multiplex. Otherwise, at 20 rupees, you couldn't have done a multiplex at all. Yeah. Uh, because what people don't realize is that uh, the mom and pop cinemas, tend, uh, nobody uh, are owned by families. Correct. They don't take any notional rental cost of the real estate they're sitting on. Yeah. That's number one.
0: And in fact, the main... Business there is the ownership of that particular... Uh, oh, oh, yeah,
1: of, of the asset. Yeah. And plus 10-20% uh, of the uh, space in the cinema is allocated to a bank or somebody or the other who is giving you rental income. And then the concession stand and guy con- will give yeah, you some Yeah, concession will give you something fixed. Uh, and the second thing is that the capex of uh, a, a single-screen cinema used to be only in one auditorium servicing 1,000 seats or 1,200 seats. So you had one projection system, you had one... Uh, sound system Uh, that's multiplied by four or six depending upon how many cinemas you carve out in a space that is given to you secondly the air conditioning used to be only restricted to the auditorium not to the foyer area right right. Uh, therefore the capex and the opex of a single screen is very different to the capex and the opex of a Multiplex. multiplex so that is one uh reason why people still keep talking about uh like you yourself like of a ticket, ticket price. price of 97, not realizing, are you doing Apple to Apple comparison? Or are you doing Apple to Pineapple comparison? Because it's not an Apple to Apple comparison at all. Yeah. You, you're comparing something completely different yeah. to something completely <laughs> uh, uh, new just now. It's a it's a leased space in a mall, prime location, you pay prime real estate rental, yeah. CapEx is about six times, OpEx is about six times, and therefore, uh, you still need to make a return on your investment Therefore, the ticket price and FNB prices and everything else has to be commensurate with that. And the other thing is that a lot of people take perception of a uh, high-profile cinema yeah. in a high-profile location like we're like sitting currently yeah. as the average ticket price. So, average ticket price of uh, PVR is two hundred fifty rupees. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: so nationwide across your seventy-three locations. It's 200 rupees.
1: 250 rupees.
0: 250
1: rupees is the average ticket price. Oh, okay. And we have uh, uh, locations in Orangabad, Latour, Ujjain, Nandir, Patiala, Panipat. So when you take the... Uh, plus we have morning shows, evening shows. Secondly, AP still has a ticket price restriction. Andhra Pradesh. Yeah. Uh, Tamil uh, Chennai has. has a. Yeah. Uh, Tamil Nadu has a... Kerala has a... There you can't charge more than 150 rupees, maximum 200 rupees. Even if you have reclined as it doesn't go beyond 300 rupees. Right. It is a perception issue depending upon where you are. So if you're in a South Delhi or you're in Juhu, you think that is a benchmark for the whole country. Whereas it's a very volume-driven business at a very low price point the moment you go to the states that I mentioned just now.
0: But, you know, nonetheless, for historical reference, uh, so it has gone from 14 rupees. And I remember you, I think you guys were very generous because when I was in college, uh, I remember folks going to Priya in the morning because for students, I think you used to give a 50% discount. Right. right. So, so then from then on... Um, Take us through a broad sort of tour of, uh, you know, what happened to the exhibition business? What all changed? What kind of regulations changed? What were the forces and dynamics uh, that were unleashed in the country that encouraged multiplexes, malls?
1: For uh, something that has always remained consistent for ages now, even before I started Priya, was two uh, very powerful forces. One was the uh, content creators, content creators were churning out movies in quantity and quality like no other country in the world even today we have about 1500 films that go through the system including the ones we import from hollywood and various other countries
0: 1500 films in a year, in a year. are available to you as an exhibit as an exhibit and then you pick and choose which ones you want we
1: to mostly pick. play everything because you've okay. got so many seats to fill and so much disparity and uh, heterogeneous market to address yeah. that you play everything yeah. you can't deprive uh, the multiplexes of uh, Punjabi, Marathi, regional, all sorts of movies you have to play. On the other side, the other uh, growth engine is the consumer. Now the consumer, one point four five billion tickets get sold every year. So these two engines have been there forever since time immemorial, before even I existed. Uh, all that was uh, uh, took a bit of so a backseat. So supply
0: is strong. Consumption and demand is also strong. And you you actually are in that sweet spot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, it wasn't so sweet two years ago (laughs) during the pandemic. And I want to talk a lot
0: about the
1: pandemic. (laughs) But I, as a kid, who had just come out of college in 1988, when I was 21 years old, I felt that because as a movie buff, I used to go to Chanakya. I used to go to Archana. I used to go to Sheila. I used to go to Liberty. When I used to go to Bombay, I used to go to Sterling. I felt that the infrastructure connecting the two engines needed improvement. I thought that the kind of craze that uh, moviegoers have to go and watch movies and also the kind of movies people are churning out in quantity and quality, the infrastructure connecting the two was getting dilapidated for various reasons. And, and how did you get that sense? Because you had traveled overseas. And you had I had traveled overseas and plus I was a movie buff myself. Okay. So I used to say that here I am watching Pretty Woman yeah. in Chanakya. And Chanakya's brilliant experience. Or I used to go to another, uh, you know, one or two more places. And why can't the air conditioning be better? Why can't the sound be better? Why can't mm. the projection system? Obviously, later on, I realized that it was also because ticket prices were controlled. Yeah, yeah. And it, nothing to Chanaki People are very dear friends of mine. I'm not saying anything bad about uh, their... Co- it, it's just that there was no incentive for them to invest in the cinemas. So I think that is the... What has happened in the exhibition industry, the moment the government realized it's not part of the Essential Commodities Act and it is like any other hospitality business, mm. whether it is hotels, restaurants, who are free, even a chaiwala is allowed to charge as per the market forces. Why should a artificial uh, you know, curbing and controlling of ticket prices should happen? We made lots of representations. Oh, I see. And Delhi was the one, I must say, uh, Mrs. Dikshit at that time. Right. And God bless her soul. She was the one who realized that why are we controlling this? Because yeah. it is only killing uh, a, such an important outlet of entertainment uh, for the people of our country. Right. And uh, if we decontrol it, uh, then people will be encouraged to invest.
0: So was Delhi the first? Delhi was one
1: of the first ones. Ah, was the first one, according to me. And then Maharashtra and a lot of other places... Uh, said that decontrol should happen. Some did partial and some did full. And then people like us got the incentive to invest. So that's when I invested in Priya in 1990. So that's one thing that has happened. Uh, But from 1990 to 1995, the multiplex regulation still had not come. You could still only build uh, single screens Mm -hmm. uh, because single screens had their own uh, building bylaws of NBC. It had their own uh, firefighting, all sorts of... Uh, laws which are there multiplex laws were still not there so that's when I uh, was very keen to introduce multiplexes because about five to six to seven films get released in, in one week but you you only play one movie right, in a cinema right. that's it
0: so it it crowded out a lot of movies yeah
1: because if I as, a, as an exhibitor yeah. I want to play tango and cash I want to play you know, uh, uh, three men and a baby I want to play a Hindi movie yeah. I want to play regional film I want to play lots of films yeah. and then but I was restricted by having one cinema of thousand seats with one single screen and whereas the consumer also had to go to five, seven, ten different locations if he wanted to satisfy his appetite yeah. so then but when I went abroad and during my honeymoon in fact I saw it in 1990 my first multiplex in Orlando and then after that obviously every time I travelled I saw lots of multiplexes oh,
0: so, so the Orlando multiplex was the, was first, the first one, you one you that saw? I saw and then you were like, man, we need this. Yeah, yeah. but that <laughs> time
1: I, when I came back, I could only revamp my single screen. Right. Because the building bylaws were not there. But but then because I got encouraged with the response I got to Priya, then I said, okay, fine, now I need to build multiplexes.
0: So Priya you had invested in and modernized.
1: and Modernized. We were the second ones to have Dolby in India. The first one were Sterling in Bombay. Okay. Tata's ran that. And that was my inspiration as well. Because they did a great job of air conditioning, sound projection, fanatical about making sure that, you know, the quality of the experience was very good. They used to play English movies as well. So, I only played Hollywood movies to begin with. In Priya. And uh, and Priya. Because there were so many cinemas in Delhi. 72 cinemas playing Hindi movies. But only three cinemas showing Hollywood films. So, therefore, that was my differentiation. Plus, my catchment was more Hollywood driven. I was in Vasan uh, and yeah. that kind of catchment you know English movies did better right and so the the big change that happened just to answer your question was that the regulatory uh, uh, environment changed so I could build a multiplex so therefore I but but the architectural know-how nobody had so that's when I did my joint venture with Village Show. right and I said that if I can get somebody to help me yeah. uh, come out with the uh, multiplex and uh, then I, it'll be easier for me if I get a partner.
0: And, and Village Roadshow is an Australian company that, that's in the exhibition business. Yeah,
1: they were uh, an Australian company, but they were expanding beyond Australia. Mm. They had opened in uh, Thailand, in uh, Singapore, in Hong Kong. And they didn't mind looking at the Indian market. Uh-huh. And that's where Priya Village Roadshow Limited got incorporated in 95. Uh-huh. And then we found our first location in 96. Uh, 96, we found our first location, Saket. And we carved that out into a fourplex. Right
0: and and that building itself that yeah. was owned by somebody else
1: yeah yeah we leased it we leased it my model was only leasing
0: okay and long term leases how do or,
1: 15 years 20 years depending upon the guy sitting across the table as well right uh, but uh, you you couldn't get your investment back because you spent so much money if you didn't have long leases
0: yeah all oh, right so so you you tell them that i need to get this spec
1: yeah yeah and yeah. so
0: they build all of that
1: Hmm. they give you an empty shell You build all of it. You
0: build all of it. All right. So you are putting in so much money. So unless you get it for a long lease. Yeah. So
1: there was a single screen converting into a four screen complex. Right. But if I go to a mall operator, like where we're sitting just now, they'll, the minimum I will want them to do is carve out, at least do the partition of the walls, do the uh, profile uh, staircases and all that. And maybe ask them to do some money on infrastructure, giving me sanitary, you know, like uh, air conditioning, uh, uh, low side, high side, ducting. Uh, do something in the toilet. So then that's a negotiation uh, of what we call a hot shell or a cold shell.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so, th- But that's a mall situation. Mm. I'm talking about a single screen is just given to you the way it is. Right. And then your investment goes up very high.
0: Right, And I suppose the, the regulatory environment becoming favorable to multiplexes also would have um, enhanced your ability to raise financing right yeah, yeah and to absolutely, get uh, absolutely. bankers to lend yeah and is is that how it happened did you did you take a lot of loans early on or take on credit to well uh it's a it's a hell of a journey <laughs> <laughs> so 97 of
1: course we had to invest our own money uh-huh. uh, first of all you know the concept had to do well you can't because nobody had seen a multiplex it right. had to perform
0: okay. and your family had some capital because your dad used to run yeah a yeah correct, correct.
1: so right. i put in you know 60 percent 40 percent village Roadshow put in and uh, we matched that with a little bit of debt, uh, and uh, and we we opened the multiplex. And God was kind that uh, it. I was obviously extremely nervous because first yeah. time from a big seventy millimeter cinemas, you went to these little small cinemas. Yeah. Heights are restricted. Everything is restricted. Yeah. And yet people were very kind to me, and and movie did the cinema did very well. So then at least the proof of the concept was established, yeah. and then I started signing. Uh, pyle, a cinema don't ask me why they were all called after women's names one was Pyle, <laughs> one was Sonia so before you ask me this question <laughs> so but I renamed them to PVR Narayana PVR right. Vikaspuri Puri, right. PVR Saket And uh, those are all single screens carved into.
0: Oh, so Anupam was the name of the single screen that used to exist there. Correct, correct, correct. I see. So some of the
1: uh, owners were still very nostalgic about about the property name. So people started calling them PVR Anupam. Mm. But I called them PVR Saket, PVR Narayana, PVR uh, Vikaspuri. And then there was PVR uh, Vasan Bihar. Uh, And they became the 12 screen complex because malls were not still there. So a company had 12 screens basically till 2000. Wow. And they, they were yeah. mostly uh, self-funded with accruals, uh, because the, they were all doing very well. And uh, and then the mall started coming.
0: So the accruals from one movie hall, so if Saket was a success within another year, yeah. you could open another one. Correct, correct. That way you correct, sort of correct. Yeah, It's a cash flow business, right? It was, you open yeah, it
1: was absolutely. It. But only when the mall started coming and I started signing up a lot of cinemas, one in Delhi, one in Bombay, one in Gurgaon, one in Hyderabad, one in Bangalore, Yes, Bangalore was an 11 screen complex uh, Hyderabad was a 5 screen complex Bombay was a 5 screen complex Burgaon was a 7 screen complex Then suddenly the capital requirement Became higher And that's when I did my private equity uh, With Renuka Ramnath Way back Multiple. in 2000 2003
0: okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. How much money did you raise?
1: We raised about 47 40, 50 crores roughly okay. And 50 we got debt right. And then we basically fitted out these cinemas
0: right. And and then you bought out uh, Village Roadshow at some. I time. bought out at
1: around that time only okay. because they uh, had different strategic global plans, right. and uh, so they said that we have to expand elsewhere. So I was quite happy to right. uh, own the company.
0: Yeah, but but the the partnership helped you in the early days in terms of yes, the know-how yes, yes. of the multiplex Absolutely. and all Absolutely. of that. Absolutely,
1: I learned a hell of a lot. Right. hell of. I owe a lot to them right. in terms of, and they were kind enough to let me use PBR. But yeah. not in the expanded form. I see. So expanded form, the company got re-christian uh, to PVR, PVR Limited, right? PVR Limited, right. and uh, not in the expanded form. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think early on, it used to expand on the screen itself. Too longer yeah. name. <laughs>
1: uh, it was Priya Village <laughs> Roadshow Limited. <Yeah.
0: laughs> All right. So tell us about what happened during the pandemic. I think that's that's another. It was probably a pretty pretty big chapter. In I should get my show. tissue
1: out now. <laughs> <laughs> no, pandemic, of course, you know, uh, no matter how much you go to Harvard and how much you study and, you know, yeah. read about businesses, yeah. n- no, nobody can be prepared yeah. uh, for something like this. You learn about business cycles, but not yeah, yeah. a pandemic. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to call this. It's more than a cycle. It's like course, a, a cyclone. Course. Yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely. Because uh, I've always been a very big believer of core competence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as a kid, I used to play all sports. Uh, but then I realized that one day I need to play squash I need to play squash and I played very well so that I can play for Delhi so I played for Delhi and uh, then I said now that's what I'm going to do in business as well do one thing but do it exceedingly well well. and don't just become a jack of all trades and uh, I believed in you know people like Mr. Mittal Sunil Mittal Telecom I had uh, Starbucks uh, Howard Shoes Uh, So as opposed to having a conglomerate type approach, Uh which starters have got and they're brilliant in what they do or a GE type, I wanted to do one thing but do it exceedingly well. Even Sachin Tendulkar, playing cricket, doing it very well. But in the pandemic, uh, I started questioning that philosophy that if you do one thing and only one thing and put all your eggs in one basket and suddenly something like this happens and suddenly the shutters shut down, come down then revenues become
0: zero completely. It's over, finished. Whereas your costs are yeah. all
1: there. Yeah, and you're bi- it's binary. Only when the shutters are open, ticket sales happen, FNB happens, advertising on screen happens. But if your shutters are down, it's zero. So from 2020, March 15, 2020, from having 100 million people, and roughly like having hundred about... hundred million people as in? Came to our cinemas. In a year? In a year. Yeah.
0: You have a hundred million people come to your cinemas every year?
1: That's right. That's right. Wow. When I say uh, every year, that is what we got in 2020. Right. Up to March 15. Wow. Yeah.
0: That probably makes you among the largest exhibitors in yeah. the world. In itself, terms right? of uh, uh,
1: volume. Yeah. And uh, so, it, so that's the kind of people who came to the cinemas and, you know, revenues or whatever. Suddenly zero. Suddenly zero. And so then, obviously, you know, uh, it, first it hits you, yeah, and then you sort of, you know, reconcile to it, yeah, and then you say, okay, what do we do now? And so then, you know, God was has always been exceedingly kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, an ex- excellent team I've got who's been with me fifteen years. My CFO, my CEO, Gautam Datta, Nitin Sood, Pramod Roda, Kamal Gyanchandani, everybody. They said, sir, before I could call them, we are taking fifty percent cut. Don't worry about it. We'll take a haircut. Suddenly, I saw a lot of our people, you know, taking these kind of, you know, voluntary uh, cuts and stuff like that. Uh, I was very fortunate. The developers supported us. They said, don't worry. You've been an anchor tenant for so long. And you've been generating so much footfall. 100 million. When I said there are certain cinemas which generated 3 million people, 2 million people in a year. You've always paid your rent on time. You've always maintained the standards of your cinemas. You've been the jewel in the crown of all our malls. Mm. Don't worry. We'll support you. We will not charge you rent. Okay. doesn't matter whether the clauses have a force measure or they don't have a force measure. doesn't matter what's written in the force measure. Yeah. But they, they were kind. So I was very fortunate. My investors, whether it was Warburg Pinkus, whether it was Renuka Ramnath, my bankers, all the stakeholders, you know, were very supportive. And uh, with the result, my family, my mom, my wife, my kids, everybody. So suddenly I realized you can't take a one-dimensional view of life. Mm-hmm. That um, if, uh, you know, business is good, you you feel happy. Mm. And business is bad, you feel unhappy. There are so many other things to be grateful for. And I became philosophical from that point of view. Obviously, I had to run the ship as well. At the same time, I realized there's more to life. And um, we'll pass through. You know, we built a... a, a a company, a brand name which is respected by everybody, and um, we were fortunate. Uh, we had some cash lying, but not that much that it can last, uh, you know, two years literally. Yeah. And but we raised. Uh, uh, we did a rights issue, uh-huh. uh, which which was successful. We did a QIP, which was successful. We were able to get some debt, which was successful. Uh, the government announced very late in the day ECGLS scheme, in which we became. Uh, eligible for it. So, we were able to r- uh, raise enough cash to sustain the monthly losses right. that we were incurring. Right. And uh, because we still were carrying people, I In didn't course. want to get rid of people yeah. because, you know, any time uh, any state said, bai, khol do. 50% so Suddenly, my units had to be operational. So, uh, so we, we found a way to... And I was very positive always. Mm-hmm. I was very... Uh, Uh, you know, I knew that two years of closed down cannot renounce an activity and an outing uh, which has been there forever, you know, in India. And watching movies comes very naturally to people. Whether that was a false, uh, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy or whether it was... I I was just very optimistic that people will come uh, to cinemas.
0: You you never felt that... uh, Because I remember in the early days of the pandemic, you know, the markets crashing, um, nobody nobody quite knew what was going to happen. Like, you know, is there a uh, because the view then was that, look, uh, vaccines can take up to 10 years to develop. Maybe yeah. there is no. So, you know, uh, the horizon was very uncertain. So at that point, did you, uh, I mean, now in retrospect, we are saying two years, but at that time, you couldn't have known that it will end in two years or, you know.
1: Yeah. No, no, of course, I was completely down
0: in the dumps. Right.
1: Uh, obviously, the whole world was devastated. Right. And even
0: we were completely annihilated
1: at that time. Uh, you know I just didn't want to have a very negative uh, right. mindset and my uh, when I say I believed in humanity I believed uh, it was not just humanity to come to see cinemas uh, a humanity that there will be somebody in the medical fraternity there'll be pharmaceutical sure. companies so many people that part of humanity that they will find a solution yeah. uh, this can't be the uh, you know yeah. doomsday
0: and uh, that everything will end yeah but just so just so our listeners, Um, get to understand how, you know, people think strategically in these kind of situations. Now, did you, uh, did you have a threshold in mind where you said that, look, I'm prepared to take this much loss on my balance sheet? Yeah. And beyond that, I might have to, you know, close cinemas down or, you know, take more drastic measures or let people go, whatever it is needed. Yeah. So did you have those kind of uh, models where you said, okay, this is my threshold beyond this, I will not go or anything of the sort? Nobody knew, as you rightly said, how long this will last. Yeah. So we should just we, we used to just say, okay, fine,
1: these are our monthly losses. If we raise this much capital, yeah. then we'll last another eight months or nine months. Yeah. So when that finished and the second wave happened, then we say, okay, fine, what else can we raise? Yeah. So we raised another 400 crores or first was 800 crores and 400 crores. Then we, oh, if, if monthly losses are 50, 60, 70, then we can last this much. So luckily… Whatever we were able to raise yeah. was able to make us sustain the number of
0: months that we were shut. But your balance sheet takes a hit, right? If you if you raise money to pay for your losses, I mean, yeah, I mean it sets uh, the company back.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the sense, obviously, uh, QIP is dilutive. So, obviously, all stakeholders had to come together and say, let's raise 800 at such and such ticket price. Uh, sorry, ticket price, share price. Share and price. we got diluted.
0: See, <laughs> uh, so ticket price is yeah, yeah, yeah. so deep in deep, your deeply, <laughs> in, in deeply ingrained in my
1: DNA. And then rights issue, nobody gets diluted because you need to put in your own money. Debt, you don't get diluted. But obviously, a balance sheet, the debt equity ratios go for a toss. Yeah. And uh, so luckily, we didn't have to do another fundraising. Mm. And because whatever we did raise uh, uh, was enough and uh, to sustain us. Obviously, CapEx was put on hold. Uh All the developers were... First, we were negotiating with them and requesting them not to charge rent. And then, because the real estate uh, industry had uh, already bounced back and malls were getting built, then we had to request them that don't ask us to start fitting out the cinemas so quickly because we need to have some, you know, watchest of money to sustain ourselves. But then, luckily, from March onwards, movies started coming... RRR came, you know, KGF came, yes. uh, some of the big film producers still believed in the big screen. Mm. And Surya Vanshi, 83, a lot of films started coming, Spider Man. Mm. And we saw that fine, you know, this now accruals will be able to take care of our expenses. Right. And whatever money we raised, we could even do capex.
0: Right, right. How has the
1: recovery been? Well, f- uh, first quarter, with all these movies, big movies that have come is looking good. Okay. Uh, people have, uh, I would say that India's recovery is better than any other place That's in right. the world yeah. simply because the domestic content market is very strong. Yeah. All the markets where the domestic content market is slow and the dependency is only on Hollywood, yeah. they are having a problem. Right. They are only 30-35% of the pre-COVID levels. In India, because you're not just dependent on Hollywood, mm. you know, you've got so many films getting made that uh, the recovery is almost 80 to 90% levels of uh, this thing. The second thing is that our business, the nature of our beast is such that you are driven a lot by the content. What content gets attracted by what demographic? Mm. So when people say elderly people haven't come, I said, you should have come to the cinemas when Kashmir Files was playing. Mm. You would see. When people say that, you know, kids are not coming. I said, come, please see what's happening when Marvel and Minions came and all the things came. So because it's only been three months people are jumping to conclusions very quickly. I think give it some time. Yeah. But you're finding Top Gun, mature oh, yeah. audiences came yep. because people who still had seen Top Gun 1 yeah. 32 years ago, they came to see uh, you know, Top Gun 2. Yeah. So I think we are currently in that phase where the audience demographic is a function of the content that is getting played. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I can say that youngsters are really coming out. Uh-huh. Youngsters, between the age of 12 to 34, people are coming out a lot uh-huh. because the kind of content which is played is more appealing to them. And they don't want to be incarcerated at home. They've been deprived of this yeah. entertainment,
0: for a going of to years,
1: the malls, yeah. going to the shopping centers, going to the food courts, going to the cinemas for the longest time. Yeah. So they put their feet up at home and watched the OTT platforms for a bit too long now. And they're, they're tired. They want to get out.
0: What, your average occupancy is now back to... Um, where is it now compared with, say, pre-pandemic levels?
1: know I don't only measure occupancies. I look
0: at the admission numbers.
1: Okay. Because occupancies is a misnomer because your number of shows keep changing depending about the length of the movie and the capacities. Right. So, number of people are about 90% we are at the same level as pre-COVID level.
0: At a monthly, uh, at a monthly yeah, level? Yeah.
1: First oh. quarter. First quarter, I remember because we are just declaring our results, but I can't tell you. Sure. But I think the number of people I can just broadly tell you, Right. we've reached about 90% of pre-COVID level. Oh,
0: that's very good. Yeah. You've announced that you're merging with Inox and will create India's largest, uh, by, a, by a huge margin, the largest exhibition uh, yeah. company. You know, there's already some hand-wringing among, say, the you know other parts of the business about the kind of, say, pricing power that will place at your hands and so on. Uh, talk us through what will this mean for the industry and for the merged entity.
1: Well, if you look at PVR's uh, journey, we've grown organically and inorganically. So we've done a um, number of screens that we built from scratch. And also we've done a lot of m as uh-huh. So we've had the acquisition of Cinemax was the first one that we yes. did. Then we did uh, DT cinemas in Delhi. Then the last large one that we did was the Satyam uh, down south, which was about a 11-1200 crore deal yeah, yeah. that we did.
0: Yeah, I forget. I mean, you know, DT and PVR used to both be yeah. significant players in Delhi and then we bought them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So basically, the this whole business is all about scale. And it's all about how do you grow and then get economies. Why is that, Ajay? Why does scale matter so much? Because you know, this, look at the capex that goes into it. So every line item, if if your scale is there, then your that, then that much kind of uh, discounts you can get in econ- You know, if you're ordering seeds, if you're ordering uh, you know projection system, sound system. So capex, you get economies
0: even with distributors I suppose you
1: no distributor is an area I don't want to touch to be honest with you simply because I think it's a symbiotic relationship that we have with the film producers and the fraternity and um, uh, and especially after the pandemic uh, you know everyone has been hurt everybody has been hurt and I to be honest believe that if we share the way we share or continue to share they'll get money to and that get plowed back again into creating more content Uh, So I'm looking at other economies, you know, which could be at operating level, it are at CapEx level. Uh, That's a partnership. That's a very strong and important partnership, which I want to continue with. And and to be honest with you, I had a very contrarian view even during the OTT platforms when they were selling. Maybe one or two calls initially I must have made when uh, some big movies were going to the OTT platform. Uh But then I realized, you know, where am I going? My cinemas are shut. How can I tell anybody who's already invested? His price has also stuck. So I was quite happy that the Amazons of the world were paying them a lot. Because if they paid them a lot, then that money will again get plowed back
0: into creating more content. But did you ever worry that, you know, when I, I was wondering about this, when that dynamic was beginning to take hold, did you worry that this will become an entire alternate sort of movie structure or that the movie business will now get bifurcated where some people just start making some people just make movies for OTTs and they never come to um, no. Trade? If you
1: if you see any of my interviews in the last two years during mm. the pandemic, I've always maintained that there's a monetizing journey. Even at the peak of uh, when I started, once singing bhajan only in the CNBC interview, <laughs> because I, there's a monetization journey of content. How can an aberrative period like two years or eighteen months change the monetization journey only? If a movie is made for theatrical... I'm not talking about movies which are made only for OTT. There are movies that are only made for OTT. So, pre-pandemic, hardly any movies were getting made for OTT. Only TV shows were getting made. Long-form entertainment was what was prevalent. So, what has changed in the pandemic is... Movies are also getting made. And will that continue? It it should continue. And it will continue. But that's okay. But if the movie uh, reaches a certain budget then I don't think it economically makes sense to go to OTT platform straight away. Because how do you monetize it? So therefore, the monetization journey is that 60 to 70% of your revenues come from theatrical. You release it theatrically. After that, once people get to know the quantitative and the qualitative benchmark is set, word of mouth is good, that's qualitative. Quantitative, the movie did 100 crores. Then, or I'm just taking a number. Sure. Then the Amazons, Netflixes and all of the world can fall over each other, and the and price discovery bid. is also a function discovery of both those things, Then right? it goes to satellite. It goes to other platforms. Right. Then the content maker makes money many times over. Okay, because he's uh, he knows that he has exploited. I'm using the word exploited every single delivery platform. But if you go straight away to OTT platform, you have no, you've missed a very big window. Yeah. And when people say small movies don't do well, I argue and remind them of two years ago, small movies only were doing well. Uh. (laughs) You know, the the sleeper hits. The Aishman Khurana. Aishman Khurana's, uh, Uri's of the world. uh, uh, Razis of the world. So why would anybody make a movie for 15, 20 crores and then leave this huge window of earning 120 odd crores on the big screen? Uh. Just because the movie was made. So movie is not big or small by the budget movie is big or small by the box office collections. Uh. So people keep saying, it's hey, a small movie. Hai. What I mean, small? Small, th- let the box office decide yeah. whether it's a small movie or a big movie. So, uh, Kashmir file was a small movie uh. if you look at the budget. Yeah. But it's a very big movie because it almost matched the Hindi version of the RRR collections. Uh. So, 250 crores, it did. So now, let's talk, is it a b- small movie or a big movie? So, now uh, uh, parachute kulaini. not uh-huh. So, I think the. Uh, I, uh, of course, everybody had palpitations about what's going to happen, but I just, as I said, I have this blind belief that. People will come back to the Both cinema. the content makers and, and even the people here. Both the engines that have made made us survive for the last 32 years, I never lost faith in them.
0: There is some tussle over what should be the window between theatrical and OTT. Uh, is there a consensus now? Is it eight yeah, weeks? It's all, all back to eight weeks now. Back to eight weeks. Yeah. It,
1: it uh, only in the middle it became four weeks in the
0: pandemic. So eight weeks was the standard. Uh, yeah. Even between satellite and theatrical, right? Even when OTT is yeah, yeah, not yeah. there. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So correct. that's a long-standing convention. Yeah.
1: You, because you you like to give breathing space right uh, to the movie that's been created yeah. for the big screen. Again, as I said, these guys have spent a lot of money. Mm. Look at RRR. The budgets of RRR, KGF2, now Lal Singh Chadda, mm. uh, now Brahmastra, Shamshera, which is coming. The budgets are massive. Even international films are even bigger. Spider-Man's of the world, Avatar is coming in December. Oh. Then you give them that space to play out in the auditorium theatrically mm. before you release. So economic reasons, it is better to let the movie play out. People do time in hota Abhi, this Juk, Juk Jio is doing better in the second week than it did in the first week, is doing better in the third week than it did in the second week.
0: But, but the argument on the other side, of course, again, the same small movie dynamic that you uh, that you referred to, the argument is twofold. One is that multiplex ticket prices have gone up by between 30 to 40 percent uh, post pandemic. Uh, and therefore, you know, the crowd that is coming out is fundamentally coming out in favor of large spectacles, big budget movies. So on the one hand, the smaller movies are at a disadvantage there. And on the other, because of the uh, eight week long window, uh, they are having to because their movies are not getting that kind of airing, you know, they are out of steam say by second or third week then why should we have to wait that much longer how do you respond to these two in
1: multiple ways I can respond one I respond is yesterday we cricket match ki baat kar <laughs> 41 for 4 write off in India <laughs> 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 Abhi <maini> khule. <laughs> right.
0: so you should it's, give breathing space give for... some
1: breathing space yeah. and I also without being disparaging to anyone sure. please watch those movies which I have not done well uh. Have you seen those movies? Right. Even pre-pandemic, they wouldn't have done well. Right. Some of them. Right. So, I think we're just writing off very uh, the movie-going habit and good content uh, uh, too quickly. Right. Um, and uh, and it's experiential versus utilitarian. When you're watching a movie at home, it's utilitarian. Uh-huh. You're just sitting at home watching. It's experiential. And ticket prices have only increased for 20%, not 30-40%. Two years, there's no cinemas where we'll be a ticket price hike. Two years, the cinemas didn't exist only.
0: Correct.
1: So, we are comparing 1920 rates. So, the organic
0: uh, orga- hike that would have happened, happened, it looks like it's happening suddenly. Yeah.
1: So, 20% increase. Because I'm also running a listed company, <laughs> I need to get lots of footfalls of to make my numbers work. Yeah. If I arbitrarily yeah. increase it 30-40%, nobody Right. So, I have to be very careful how I manage the prices. So, first of all, the perception is that and second is that it is it's experiential eating out getting uh, swiggy or zomato to deliver or cooking at home human beings will do all three things all three. and they will do all three things at different price points ghar you eat khana obviously cheaper if you aap swiggy se karoge thoda sa aur expensive hoga agar aap bahar jaoge restaurant pe thoda aur expensive so i cool. think there are three and because everybody has got their own cost structures and, uh, and, and but you will do what you feel like depending upon your disposable income and also about your habits. Right. But all three things will coexist. I have nothing, nothing against OTT. I have jersey I didn't I saw it Is there, uh,
0: do people need to be concerned about how large a player you're going to be and how much market share you're going to have once the merger happens? Or... Um, Even at 1,500 screens, there will be adequate competition to keep your power in check.
1: Lots of competition. Every single screen is a competition. Uh uh, Because there are about still 7,000-odd single screens which are there. There are players like Cinepolis which is there. There's players like Mirage which is there with Deep Pockets. Uh, Every new company called CineLine, called... um, uh, I'm forgetting the brand name. It used to be Cinemax because I acquired Cinemax. Now they're called Mira uh, some, uh, Something Max. Okay. A new, I'm forgetting because they still haven't opened their first cinema. Deep-pocketed Rasesh Kanakia. Uh, they are getting into the business. International players are looking at India. That's one set of competition. The other competition is OTT. Yeah. People can sit at home
0: and watch the movie. Yeah, if you don't price it right, they yeah, simply won't come out. Yeah. So that's
1: the biggest competition I've got. Right. So I think the definition of market is completely different if you look at the definition of market is just where all movie consumption is happening it is not necessarily movie consumption happening only out of home Uh. so I have to be very careful in fact I have to be extremely responsible when it is merged Uh. that
0: how we uh, behave uh, with every stakeholder right and Ajay, what has your focus been? So, you said that, look, this is atypical of the um, average PVR experience, obviously. Um, so, on the one hand, you're expanding the average PVR experience, which is, you know, at 250 rupees, you have comfortable seats and all of that. On the higher end, we have what we see all around us, a very opulent movie hall, um, you know, gourmet food. Um, so, your focus has been to expand the the, the former or to sort of um, discover, as I said, what is the top price point you can hit, or you know what are, what, what all can you bundle? You know, I,
1: I never think like that. Okay, I never think, "Hey, I want to make a product." Hai. Right. <laughs> my, my my thinking, and right from the beginning, has been that I am very keen that this passion that people have got to watch movies is something that cuts across all demographics. Uh-huh. India is a very disparate market. You have people who are extremely wealthy and then the, you have people for whom even 100 rupees is a very expensive proposition. You know, you have all, very disparate. But the common denominator is passion for movies. So I'm just very keen to get everybody out of their homes and make them experience movies in a world-class environment. So this is made for people where we are sitting just now with recliners, 2,100 millimeter legroom, 750 millimeter uh, seat width, gourmet food, Uh, you know, Chef Saito serving for people who've got home theatres at home, Mm. who've got massive plasma screens, who just travel first class or travel business class and just don't want to get out of the comfort of their homes. When they come out, they say, this I can't get at home. I can't get a 14-meter height uh, auditorium in in my house. So this for them. Then there is other solutions which are also high-quality cinema environment. When I talk about you know all the cinemas that we've got in ghaziabad faridabad dehradun uh, Nandir, Dehr, ujay at 150 rupees there's a solution so i uh, my idea is to get everybody out of their homes at the price point that they're comfortable with right. but both are comfortable but there the legroom seat but is 1100 mm. 570 i got to know that beyond that there's no point giving uh, <laughs> this thing because
0: uh, you it
1: can't... There aren't people in our country. If they're long, not deep <laughs> Even if there are. I was very keen to do 1200-600. Right. Because 1200-600 is the international standard. Right. 1200 millimeter. So, a lot of cinemas are built. Then I realized the seat loss is too much. Then I realized that the price point will go up. Uh-huh. So, now when we renovated... I don't know whether you went to PVS Sake after renovation. No, not Please either. go and have a look. Okay. And uh, there it's 1100-570. Okay. And it was only 900 Right. So people were like sitting like this and they were cursing me that whatever I built. Right. And now I've done that. Right. So I think the idea is just to get people out of their homes and enjoy movies on the big screen. See the format of Indian movie format is all about large screen. Yeah. You know, it's all yeah. about good looking girls, good looking guys, yeah. song, dance, color, larger than life stories, and uh-huh. interval suddenly yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then something.
0: So i, about I that, am, It's you my business. Right. Obviously,
1: yeah. that way you can say, yeah, what is he talking about? But I've never been driven by price point. I've been driven by passion to create wonderful cinemas. However, I'm running a business. Yeah. I'm running a listed company. I'm, I have to also make yes. sure it's viable. Of course, I can't get carried away. I still get carried away. And my CFO will say, sir, please let's not go beyond this much per screen. I get carried away.
0: This much per screen as in like, like space? No, um, uh, uh, capex. Oh, capex. How much, how
1: much capex I should spend per screen?
0: How much does a hall like this cost to this is get an, out?
1: We're sitting in an aberration. I wish I had the interview with, with Anupam. Anupam at PVR okay. okay. Saket. <laughs> okay. This is about, I think must be about four and a half, four and a half crores. Four a crore, yeah. and a half crores. And when I say four and a half crores uh, per screen, sorry, it is not the auditorium cost. Sure. It is the entire infrastructure. Yeah so you can you look at the sushi counter there's a bar outside by the way right. where we are allowed to serve alcohol there is a whole infrastructure where kitchen is there the, uh, there's dolby digital atmos sound right. there is laser projection yeah. over there yeah. so there's yeah. a lot that you don't see
0: right 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 during the pandemic um by your reckoning, I mean, lots of single-screen cinemas shut down around the country. Yeah. Um, the figure we keep hearing is that about 2,000 uh, single-screen cinemas shut Slightly less, actually. Slightly less. is okay. yeah. okay. what I hear. Sure. I mean, uh, Does that have any impact on your business? No, I feel sad that they've
1: shut down. Because, you know, the, again, the habit of... I'm only concerned with the habit of going out. Yeah. So they were also, uh, you yeah. know, c- encouraging the habit, habit of people going out and watching movies. And if they shut down, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that replacement of... Let's call it... Thousand screens, yeah. thousand screens multiplied by thousand seats. Right, that's a lot of seats. Not there. Yeah. So that replacement is not going to happen overnight. Yeah. A PVR does about 150 odd screens a year. 150 odd screens you add. Add. Year. Yeah. So you know how many? I can't replace those yeah. thousands. Uh, you know, thousand screens so quickly. Yeah. Uh, even all our uh, cinemas put together, when I say "ami" means the entire multiplex industry yeah. or cinema industry adds about 350 odd screens a year. Yeah. So, that's not a good yeah,
0: the uh, thing
1: to happen. Uh, so the, the other reason why I must say that it's not just the pandemic that um, uh, caused the cinemas to close down. Also, the building bylaws have changed. Now, uh, like I run a, a simple Priya, which is owned by the family. Mm. And uh, so, I am allowed to reduce my capacity to 30% and then convert the rest of the place to a commercial complex. Mm. So, most of the mom and pop uh, single screen cinema They're guys They're finding that more profitable. Of course they do because you know your real estate yeah. uh, uh, realization is much better. So they have closed their cinemas and rented them out or commercialized the thing. Yeah. And uh, due to which uh, a very small sliver of 300 seater single screen cinema is left now, right, rather than a thousand seater. Right.
0: Well, what, what's your view on the? Uh, it's become very fashionable now to say that Bollywood has lost its ability to produce large blockbusters, and now South Indian movies are stepping into. Same into as, that as point. writing of kohli <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. 12,000 <laughs> runs, it Three bad games and team same. Can't I do can't
1: do give a better explanation. It's the same thing what happened with Sachin Many, poor chap, he had a problem Lean with his batch. elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can't write it off. I mean, these guys are smart people. Right. They know the
0: pulse of the market. 3 are You see what happens. But it's true that, you know, some of the biggest Bollywood stars have not had a hit for a while. Right? Release yeah, but that's partly... I mean... Abhi, abhi Salman ki picture aani hai. Right. Shah Rukh ki koi
1: release ni hui. Amir ki koi release ni hui. Ha. But is this liye bhi nahi, nahi... Bani nahi pandemic. Abhi banen hi, release hongi. Uh, Aamir's is coming on the 11th.
0: Lal Singh, Singh Chadda. Hmm.
1: Uh, uh, Ranbir's first movie will come, Shamshera on the 22nd. Hmm. Then Brahmastra right. on this thing. Right. So if you look at the kind of movies which have come, not a big mega... Okay, Akshay's movie came uh, just now. Which one was it? Uh, Prithviraj. Hmm. And then one more movie came. But Akshay comes every quarter. Mm.
0: Uh, but I think the, his last few movies haven't worked. Yeah, also, but overall, right? I
1: mean, you can't write these guys yeah. off. And they're big producers, prolific producers, yeah. investors. But
0: from from your point of view, it's probably a great thing that now there is yet another cache of supply. Like a, yet another tap of supply that has opened up that's capable of filling the table. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You see, I want every movie to do well. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't like, you know… Uh, I mean, it hurts if if some of the... I saw Jersey yesterday Uh and I sent a message to Shahid straight away. I said, what a film. Uh And he said, yeah, but it didn't do well. I said, it doesn't matter because you came right at the beginning of the, you know, when when cinemas had reopened. uh, People were still very skeptical. So many people were still not even vaccinated Uh and Uh people had that perception. What a fabulous film. Um, So I think um, uh, movies are... uh, uh, All movies should do well, according to me. They put in a lot of effort And they have their ears to the ground uh. If the movies that have not worked They're very closely watching why they haven't worked They want consumer insights and they'll b- bounce back
0: Do you have a team that uh, That tests movies and figures out Which one is likely to do better And all of that like, do You, you know
1: internationally and in India un- Unfortunately it's a closed parachute So nobody gets to know till the release of the movie uh. Because I don't think those, those days of showing movies Before release are over
0: Oh, so you're also placing a bet just like… But
1: these bets are not that blind Mm. because you get to know after the trailer only that how much curiosity is there of… You know, we have a a loyalty program Mm -hmm. which is a very good extrapolation of how the whole country behaves and market behaves. So, immediately if a trailer of Ramasra is out… We get to know there 's a lot of eagerness for people to watch the movie. then a new song drops yesterday Kesaria dropped again there 's an eagerness to watch movies so and then you know that nothing is coming before Wait, or how after.
0: do you How do you come to know because they, they
1: talk when is the movie coming that was great you know you so people, on, your, on the PBR on app? The, on the platform I and see. Uh, and and generally there are so many platforms where the consumer. Uh, excitement uh, so or you, so unexcitement. We watch for all of we that. We watch right. for all that. We get to know on social media right. that what is the eagerness, uh, when is the advance opening people will ask, right. Right. and all that sort of stuff, when is the movie coming. So, therefore, you're not really doing a blind child. Uh, by the time the movie comes, you know that, okay, this movie is very popular, uh. and therefore, this is the number of screens that should be devoted to it.
0: Uh. Ajay, let's talk about the 25 years of PVR. What yeah. exciting plans?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I'm, we're planning to do something for every stakeholder.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, consumer is there. We're going to be having lots of, uh, you know, these contests and, and stuff like that uh, uh, on the ground. It's mm-hmm. something to celebrate. Okay. Um, then uh, something for our own team, yep. uh, for our, you know, eight, eight nine, 10, direct employees and another five thousand indirect employees oh, like wow. housekeeping, uh, oh. you know, security we have a plan for that we have mm-hmm. a party in every region that's nice. going to happen nice. uh, we're going to be coming out with a with first time uh, uh, you know a ad film so okay. nobody has done and people think that cinemas are commoditized yeah. and I've always wanted to challenge that, that no you can create a brand even in this space and so I'm there's a brand film that is going to come out shortly Nice. Um, uh, for something for our investment community, something from the film fraternity, something for the developer community. So all stakeholders which have made us survive these 25 years uh. and thrive in these 25 years, uh. we're going to be celebrating with them.
0: Well, what's, where, where do you see the uh, future of this business when you look at the next 25 years? Um, are people always going to come out and watch movies in a movie hall, whether there is virtual reality or VR headsets or whatever experience they can have at home? um, Is this a a sort of a timeless business?
1: I mean, it's survived a lot. Uh, You know, people used to call it recession-proof for the longest time. Mm. That, you know, radio came, TV came. If you look at the whole history, color TV came, satellite channels came, VHS came, DVD came, LD came, OTT platforms came pre-post- so much content is getting consumed yeah. and yet, you know, Touchwood it's it's uh, survived. I right. feel that human nature is such that right. people will want to do everything. I mean, I was in Hyde Park uh, two weeks ago and I was astounded to see the people who came to see eagles, who came to see. So people love outdoor activity. This is one out of form entertainment right. that comes very naturally to people. Right. It needs to become more and more experiential. That's going to keep happening. Okay. So, next twenty five, twenty five years ago, we did not have Dolby Atmos. We don't have digital cinemas. We had still celluloid, uh, so therefore the movies could not get released in so many auditoriums. Right. With has done a great job in digitizing cinemas. Uh-huh. Overall, celluloid, even I- IMAX uh, movies never used to get played because those, but spools were so heavy. Uh-huh. Excuse my language. That it was difficult to transport them, even shoot on IMAX was very difficult. Right. So digital has played a massive role right. in making sure that movies can get carpet bombed and released in six, seven, eight thousand screens at, at one time. Because the print cost used to be about forty, fifty thousand rupees. And now it's about not even two thousand bucks. Right. So I think um, that's one thing that has happened in the last twenty-five years, and now. But experiential. Uh, uh, thing, like IMAX is experiential. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4DX is 4DX. experiential. We, we're doing ICE cinemas, you must have heard of, mm-hmm. which are coming up. Five will roll out this year. Is going to be experiential. Screen X is experiential. Our own PXL format is experiential. Sitting here on recliners is experiential. Yes. Food and beverage is experiential. Uh, curved screens are coming up. A- uh, we, uh, we made um, Samsung's uh, Onyx yeah. which was LED screen. Yeah. So I think uh, uh, how are people behave when you come to watch a right. movie, they the, clap, service, service the service. Amount. So I think that's where we cannot become relaxed. If people say this, I can get it home also, then what's the point? Mm. Mm. So I think mm. what we have to be on our toes for is making it more and more differentiated and experience 3D is experiential. Mm-hmm. 50% of our screens are 3D today. Out of 850 screens, 425 screens are 3D. You can't watch a 3D movie at home and get the same experience. Marvel, Disney, uh, Fast and the Furious of the World. Uh, you know, Black Adam is coming just now, uh. of Dwayne Johnson. Uh, uh, Avatar. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was in Barcelona in a cinema expo. And 3D is going to be massive with Avatar. Massive. I mean, the, when the trailer was playing, before the trailer, they gave the 3D glasses to everybody. And the whole experience changed before and after. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Nice. As it's been really lovely chatting about movies and movie halls with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot. That's it from me for this episode. You've been listening to The Sketch. This episode was edited by Rashmi Menon. Deepti Ahuja is the producer of this show and our audio editor is Sanju Abraham. You can email us with your thoughts on the sketch at livemint.com. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. To listen to more such Mint podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Goodbye, and thanks for listening. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD SmartCast. HD Smartcast.